You are listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with Assistant News Director Lee Zempel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, race and gender activist Naomi Tutu is set to speak to the CSU community for International Women's Day. Hear about this and more in Campus News with Lee Zempel. And... Adolescence can be a time of testing boundaries, but for some, pushing these boundaries comes with deadly consequences. Find out more in local news with me later on in the broadcast. And attitudes towards China are growing more skeptical in Washington as officials worry about propaganda efforts and what they mean for the future. Hear more with Lee Zempel in National News. And you can stay tuned as later on in the broadcast, I talk with Colorado State University community members about what a gender-equal world looks like. And with that, let's move right into campus news with Lee Zempel. I'm Lee Zempel reporting your campus news. To celebrate International Women's Day on Wednesday, March 8th, race and gender activist Naomi Tutu will speak to the CSU community in an event tomorrow that will be free and open to all. The CSU Office of International Programs will host Reverend Tutu tomorrow evening at 4 o'clock at the Lori Student Center. International Women's Day celebrates the past and current achievements of all women while also bringing focus to topics like women's rights and gender equality. Tutu's dedication to human rights activism stems from her experience growing up black and female in a segregated system in South Africa. She's the daughter of Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who is also a human rights activist who stood against segregation. Naomi Tutu said that her experiences taught her that division and hate harms everyone. Tomorrow won't be the first time CSU has been able to listen to this family of activists. Naomi Tutu gave a virtual speech to the community in March 2021, and her father spoke to CSU nearly 20 years ago with a sold-out audience. If you're interested in learning more about the upcoming event and the history behind it, all of that information is available through the CSU Source website, which is source.colostate.edu. While you're there, you can also find the link to the live stream of Reverend Tutu's speech if you can't make it in person. That's all for Campus News. I'm Lee Zimpel. Up next, adolescence can be a time of testing boundaries, but for some, pushing these boundaries comes with deadly consequences. This and more in local news with Portia Cook. In local news, adolescence can be a time of testing boundaries, but for some, pushing these boundaries comes with deadly consequences. Sadly, I am talking about experimentation with drugs like fentanyl. According to the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force, they have routinely witnessed the devastating impacts of fentanyl and other dangerous drugs right here in Colorado, with a number of counterfeit prescription pills laced with fentanyl flooding the region. In 2019, NCDTF seized 10,066 fentanyl doses. In 2021, that number climbed to 155,738. Then nearly doubled in 2022 as NCDTF seized 303,159 doses. The street price for pills range from $2 to $10 each, and a single dose can result in death. NCDTF investigators say they respond to dozens of overdose deaths yearly, with death toll numbers rising. In 2021, NCDTF responded to 48 overdose deaths with fentanyl suspected in 13 of those cases. In 2022, 35 out of the 51 overdose deaths involved suspected fentanyl. 
And this is why the NCDTF says they are taking steps to focus on fentanyl awareness and family support in Colorado through a variety of online resources offering support and education. These resources include Voices for Awareness, an organization bringing awareness to the dangers of fentanyl, Facing Fentanyl, a campaign aimed at providing fentanyl awareness kits to schools, Summit Stone Health Partners, which is an accessible mental and behavioral health provider, and Colorado Overdose Dashboard, showing the number and area of overdose deaths in Colorado. All of these resources and their websites can be found online at larimer.gov spotlights. Staying on the topic of local youth, a youth homeless shelter is coming to Larimer County. The shelter will be located at the site of Thompson School District's Monroe Early Childhood Center, located at 714 16th Street in Loveland, Colorado. The new shelter plans to provide overnight housing for 15 to 20 unaccompanied youths ages 15 to 20 years old, drop-in facilities to serve up to 250 more annually. Details on how the youths receiving overnight accommodations will be selected are still being determined. Last spring, 1,000 of the 30,000 Poudre School District students were considered homeless. 114 of those students attended or attend Poudre High School. Thompson School District, Fort Collins' neighboring school district, identified more than 500 of its 15,000 students as homeless. Northern Colorado, as a region in general, has more than 400 accompanied homeless youths in 2022 alone. The school district's definition of homeless comes from the federal McKinney-Vento Act, which supports students and is defined as, quote, a person who lacks a fixed, regular, or adequate nighttime residence, end quote. Information from this story comes from the Coloradoan. I'm Portia Cook, and that is all for your local news. Up next, tomorrow is International Women's Day. Hear what people on CSU's campus are saying about what a gender-equal world looks like and how we as a community can work towards gender equality. Are you a music creator looking to get their songs heard? Then go to kcsufm.com to submit your music. Find the Music tab, click Submit Your Music for Airplay, and you'll find a step-by-step on how to get your songs to us. Can't wait to hear it and keep listening to 90.5 KCSU. Tomorrow, March 8th, people will join together for International Women's Day, a day that celebrates the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women worldwide. And a day to raise awareness and take action to drive gender parity and embrace equity. What does a gender-equal world look like to you? Is it a world free of bias, discrimination, and stereotypes? Or 
a world where women are valued and celebrated in and out of the workplace? Is it a world full of diversity, equity, and inclusion? And if so, what does that look like to you? Well, I took to Colorado State University to ask, and here's what people had to say. Delilah, what is your role here at CSU? I am a undergraduate student. I am currently a junior in ethnic studies and a minor in indigenous studies. I also work at the Native American Cultural Center, and I also serve for the Rams Against Hunger um, Food Insecurity um, Committee. Tomorrow's International Women's Day. I want you to, for a second, imagine a gender equal world. What does a gender equal world look like to you? To me, as a single parent, an equal gender world would mean that women have the same access as men, and that is in the professional realm as well as in, you know, the public sector, just in society in general. I feel that women don't have the same opportunities as men starting very early on in their life. um, We're given certain gender roles within our family, responsibilities that I feel males do not have, and that affects us growing up all the way into adulthood. And um, if you're like me and you have children and you want to seek higher education, that becomes a barrier because you then have to worry about childcare and how you're going to navigate your personal life and your professional life while being a parent. And so I feel like men do not have that same responsibility and um, it just really makes it difficult for women. And I feel like if employers, educational institutions would really try to narrow that gap between women and their seek of higher education and employment, that we would see a lot of equalness in that realm. Absolutely. And I think that's an important subject to touch on. I think we, a lot of the times when we think of gender equality, we don't think about the aspect of single mothers and what it takes for us to remove the barriers needed for us to become self-sufficient and truly be successful in today's world. So thank you very much for touching on that. Now, when you think about what we can do as a society to create a gender equal world, what would you say are some of the things that we could do? Again, I would just like to really talk about like education and having that be more accessible to women. I think by having scholarships, for instance, that cater to women who have children to help pay for childcare, as well as having programs that assist for other resources that women may need. And I know I keep drawing on women and children, but I feel like when women are excluded from professional positions and they're not able to get to that position because of these barriers, that that is a major issue in our society. And women have a lot to bring to the table. We have a lot of skills that are not being able to be utilized in these spaces because we're not able to get there because we're having to overcome all these different obstacles in life. And I think, again, supporting women and what I mostly see is women supporting women because we understand the barriers that we have to overcome. But if men can sympathize with that and I think build alliances with women and that would really definitely like just catapult that to the top and we wouldn't see so much of a disparity between like women and men in higher positions of, you know, employment, education, institutions, and things like that. Absolutely. Now, speaking personally, what are some of the barriers that you have faced as a woman and as a single parent that you have either overcome or maybe are still in the process of overcoming? 
Many of the things that I have overcame in life has been like financial instability due to my reliance on my children's father's income um, when I was in a relationship. <clears throat> so that really limited what I could do in life, where I was going to go. And I was basically just a stay-at-home mother during that time, which I don't take for granted because I do love my children and believe that that is an important job in itself. That is actually the most important job in this world. That is why all other jobs exist, to support the family. And um, so I know that, that there is value in that, but society does not value that. And it does not take that into consideration, like on your resume, they're just like, you did nothing during this time when actually we were doing really important work. And so I feel like that was a barrier that I had to overcome to step outside of that role once I did separate from their father and then find out how am I going to have money? How am I going to advance myself when I feel like I don't have the skills needed in this environment, in this professional environment. So I really had to find resources, again, women that supported me and got me to where I'm at today. So I, I, I give many thanks to Women Give, which is a local nonprofit organization that gives scholarships for women and other single parents like myself to go to college so that I can get the education that I need to get a career to support my family and be financially stable, independent, and not rely on somebody else to hopefully take care of me and my children. Absolutely. And is there anything else that you would like to add in regards to International Women's Day, how we can not only celebrate this day tomorrow, March 8th, but every single day? How can we celebrate women? How can we be inclusive of women? Any last thoughts? I just think that we need to have this same spirit and motivation of supporting women every day, all day, and that will be how we will reach equality. And also for women of color, um, being a Native American and Hispanic woman myself, multiracial, I feel like we're also at the very bottom of who gets access to these resources that are available to women. And I think that if we support all women, that we will just have like a whole circle of women that again, have multiple skills, multiple value, and that will just catapult women to a position of equality, true equality. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. My name is Leif Blessing. I am the marketing project coordinator for uh, LSC Marketing. So just here in the building, I help manage some of the student work and graphic design work for stuff you see around campus. Wonderful. Very neat. Now, tomorrow is International Women's Day, March 8th. So I want you to, for a moment, think about what a gender equality world looks like to you. And let me know, what what does that look like? What does a gender equality world look like? For me, one of the big things is I, I feel like it would just kind of feel effortless about the world is just, you know, everyone's kind of equal and approached the same way and people aren't thinking about the differences between the two genders and we're just like working together towards common goals. I feel like right now there's a lot of butting heads around things, but I love campus and being around campus for the the way that it has, like it brings in all sorts of voices and you get to like hear and see all different sorts of perspectives and hear different people talk about different things that you've maybe never heard of before. So, um, and I feel like they do a great job of pulling in like women and people of color and stuff that I like would never get the opportunity to 
kind of see or hear voices, you know, in just my daily life. So, you know, when I was a student here, I appreciated the way that a lot of my professors would have that same sort of viewpoint and bring in, like, as an art student, bring in those sorts of um, voices, whether it was for just like viewing their art or for like hearing them speak or whatever it was. So I guess, you know, that's a long way of saying, you know, I feel like it was, it's just about the, the balance of it all. And, and I feel like campus is a great place for that. What are some things you think we could do as a society to create a more gender equal world? I think it starts by putting more diverse people in power because I feel like it starts from the top, voting women and people of color into like roles in in the government and just like higher ups in um, community roles and other sorts of like maybe just like corporate roles as well. Um, and I feel like that's a good place to start because then more voices are being heard and the people in power are aren't just you know the the ones we've had for the past like hundred years. So <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. That's great. Thanks so much. I go by Kaz. Okay, what does a gender equality world look like to you? It looks like a world where anyone can be who they are and how they express it however they would like to without any fear of discrimination or judgment or just kind of all the stuff that we're unfortunately already regularly seeing actively in the world. Okay, and now I'm going to move on over to Alex over here. Alex, how can we collectively as a society create a more gender equal world? I think as a society, it starts with a lot of looking inwards. Um, I think we have a lot of unspoken biases that we are just raised in. No matter where you are, I think you can't ever escape that. And I think educating yourself and taking time to really check your own ego and check your own biases that you have to then extensively work towards the external. I think it all starts internal. You know, the more we look inwards, the more we think about how we feel about things, the more we can recognize where other people are coming from and really bring, bring the humility back into the discussion. If you are just turning in, you just heard conversations with myself and Colorado State University community members on gender equality and how we as a community can raise awareness and take action to drive gender parity and embrace equity. Coming up after the break, attitudes towards China are growing more skeptical in Washington as officials worry about propaganda efforts and what they can mean for the future. In National News with Lee Zempel. Hey you, yeah you. Hi, I'm Destiny Thurman. Did you know KCSU covers more than just music? Tune into the KCSU Sports Block from 7 to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. On Thursdays, our KCSU Sports staff host our longest running sports show, Ramblers. 
Ramblers digs into all the sports drama, hot takes, and predictions with an emphasis on CSU sports. Hear what all the <clears throat> trash talk is about Monday to Thursday on KCSU. KCSU always has and always will bring you sports. In national news, the recent bans against TikTok on state and government-owned devices are just a small part in the growing concern about the U.S.'s relationship with China. The anti-American propaganda in China has long been recognized by U.S. officials, but their influence didn't seem as aggressive as Russia's methods like cyber attacks and covert operations. But recently, worries have started to grow in Washington as many officials are now thinking that China's efforts are starting to look more like Russia's. Part of that worry comes from recent examples of fake news reports and large waves of anti-American social media posts coming from China-linked actors. While those examples aren't that important to U.S. officials on their own, they are worried that those efforts are part of a larger covert influence campaign from Beijing. That, on top of the possibility of war over Taiwan, is causing some officials to think that the U.S. isn't doing enough to respond. Congressman Raja Krishnamoorthy, who is part of the House committee that focuses on the Chinese Communist Party, said that the U.S. needs to focus on countering quote-unquote bad-mouthing because it goes against the country's best interests. According to AP News, one expert said that the fear is a result of what feels like a losing narrative battle with Beijing. That same fear also causes government officials to worry about TikTok, which is owned by a company that operates out of Beijing. The bans against TikTok on government-owned devices are part of a national security review that's still happening now. So far, there's no public evidence that the app is being used for influence operations, but there's fear that China could go through with something like that fast enough to not be caught or stopped. The tension between the U.S. and China is a complex and ongoing issue, so if you're interested in learning more about it, there's a lot of information available on the AP News website. All information in this update comes from AP News. That's all for National News. My name is Lee Zimpel. Next, Eliza Drotar will get you caught up with all things sports in the CSU Sports Report. Are you or your family affected by mental illness? You are not alone. The National Alliance on Mental Illness of Larimer County offers free support groups and classes for people living with mental illness and their families. Call us at 970-282-8796 or find us on Facebook under NAMI Larimer. That's N-A-M-I Larimer. It's gonna be alright, you know. It's gonna be alright. My name is Eliza Drotar. This is your RMR Sports Report. In men's basketball, this team finished up their regular season for a win against New Mexico here in Fort Collins on your senior night and are now in the Mountain West Tournament. They will be facing off against their first opponent, Fresno State, and if they make it past that, they will be going to the quarterfinals the next day. In women's basketball news, the team has already made a great head start into the Mountain West Tournament, going against Boise State and taking the win at 53-52. 
They will be facing off against the number two ranked Wyoming later this week. And if they are able to beat them, they will head over to the Mountain West Finals. So best of luck to everyone that is currently in Las Vegas. In women's softball news, the GCU Invitational is almost here, taking place in Phoenix, Arizona, where the Rams will be facing off against Abilene Christian and Grand Canyon University before finally starting their home series here in Fort Collins. And of course, finally, in our track and field news, the women's team wins the 2023 Mountain West Indoor Track and Field Championships, while the men take second in the division. Fantastic work to everyone on the track and field team, and we wish you all the best before heading into the NCAA Championships. My name is Eliza Drotar. This has been your RMR Sportsport. I'm Portia Cook with your Fort Collins weather forecast for today, Tuesday, March 8th. Be careful out there today because the roads and sidewalks are pretty slick. Today and into tonight, we will continue to see cloudy skies with a few snow flurries and a high of 37 degrees. Tonight, you can expect temps to drop to a low of 24. Wednesday, you can expect a day of overcast and continued snow flurries or snow showers and a high of 36 degrees. Wednesday night is looking cloudy with snow showers mainly during the evening. Moving into Thursday, you will see mostly sunny skies, but those high winds will be back with wind gusts reaching 20 to 30 or more miles per hour. And for this weekend's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU Weather Report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Lee Zempel, our news producer, Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.